This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Fivers, it's your boy High Five Tom, uh, per the usual here, and I've got my very good friend here, Mister uh, You're Too Slow, Will. Will, how are you this morning? That's right, you heard him right, folks. This morning, Tom says as per usual, but we're uh, my my schedule's been a little off this week, so instead of a Wednesday night delight, we have <laughs> a sunny Friday morning ep- installment of a. Uh, Ring of Honor revelry. Yeah, this is a little weird. It's it's pretty rare that Will and I actually see each other in the sunshine. But I mean, well, Will doesn't see me in sunshine because I've got my I'm in the Northern Lights right now. But and your wife yeah. is sunshine. My wife is definitely sunshine. I don't know why the fuck she puts up with me, but I'm very very thankful she does. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't just Will. I mean, my schedule is kind of wonky. And to be honest with you, it really worked out for me also uh, doing Friday morning Will. So, um, but Will, hell yeah. I've got a reveal. I'm sure you probably know what this is already. We've talked about this for three months, but I am. Uh, I think I'm officially in our Ring of Honor Revelor. Revelor. It's finally in my hand. There it is. You have it. Yeah, that is, that's one of my favorite covers too that they they chose for the trade paperback. Um, that was the uh, Golden Apple Comics exclusive cover. That's cool. And there's lots of little. Easter eggs in that cover. If you want to, maybe not necessarily a mic, a magnifying glass, but if you really look through, you can find like Daniel Warren Johnson's there, Wonder Woman's in there somewhere, Batman's in there somewhere. He drew like uh, a character from like Murder Falcon are in the crowd. No oh, shit, huh? Because when he first started doing the comic, one thing he talked about was drawing crowds and how much of a pain it is to draw crowds of people right because how detailed do you go or do you just make them like you know do you, do you just draw like a box with a bunch of circles in it or do you try to actually put like people out there and throughout the comic like this the pictures of like uh her bedroom and stuff there's like little things around there too that are kind of homages to other things he's done or think other series that he likes but that's excellent. I mean, and on Daniel Warren Johnson, uh, if we want to just talk some DWJ news, uh, do a powerbomb is nominated for an Eisner award. No shit. Uh, it is nominated for best teen series, huh. which, uh, shouts out to my friends, couples counseling. They, they mentioned that it's not, 
when you read it, you don't necessarily think about it being a teen series, but I mean, your main character is a teenager. So I guess it is then a, uh, it's a teen series. Is he rocking a GCW shirt? On one of the alternate covers, yeah. Or I think it might even be in the comic too, yeah. Yeah. They have a Cobra Sun. He's got the GCW shirt when, he, when they, they're going to have a hardcore match. Hmm. So in case I didn't actually mention, and if this is your first time listening, um, after a very long struggle, uh, Will's got his copy. I'm not sure if Brenda's got a copy yet, but Eric got his copy already. But I finally got a copy of Dewar Powerbomb uh, by Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, looks fucking sick. I will get to this in here in a couple weeks. Um, it's got a words of praise on the back from my friends couples counseling, Christopher Daniels, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. I, I sent you the link. Uh, his new shirt on AW Shop is drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson. Oh shit! Shit! Huh? I actually I have a um I had a copy of uh, Daniel's and Kazarian's comic book signed. I sent to my buddy Travis. I should see if he still got it or not. Um, yeah, this That's is very cool. This is pretty dope. I got caught up on all those, those, um, the podcasts from Daniel Warren Johnson. They're in my queue on Spotify and I'm finally getting caught up with that queue. So, but I do want to shout out, even though it took, I mean, I did order this in February, uh, but books and company in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, uh, that is our local, uh, new bookstore that's ordered by my dad's house that Faith and I use. Um, so they did get it for me. I'm not sure what the backlog was, but. Um, but yeah, I've got a couple books coming up here to be ordering, so I'm gonna, that, uh, that sheep book, that blood and stone book, I'm gonna be starting, well, it's gonna be a while yet, but, cause I do start the Dark Tower series here, I got one more book after the book I'm reading right now, so, as, as we discussed earlier in pre-production, um, you know, Will and I, this is not a comic books, you know, podcast, but, yeah, it is, this is a, you know, podcast, I mean, we want to be. I mean, do we have to talk about, I mean, we'll get to it eventually, but do we have to talk about Dragon's Reign? Can we just say, yeah, it's there on Honor Club if you want to go watch it? Um, I believe we should talk about it. Um, one match very, very in particular, really. I'm, I'm, um, I'm going to be up front. It's a good thing Tom took notes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm also going to be up front because for the first time ever, I have not taken notes on the second half of TV, so Will's going to have to walk me through that. Um, sure, just, I'll, yeah, I'll do my, I'll do my best. I was going to finish it last night. However, um, if you, uh, checked out my good cop, uh, bad cop wrestling moments from good cop, bad cop wrestling cop, shout out to Graham and Matt. Um, we did have me and my buddy Josh did have, uh, Midwest wrestling legend, Jason Dukes on the Midwestern wrestling roundup. And we talked for a good three hours. And my laptop wasn't working when I got home from dropping Joff off. And I'm like, well, that's a sign. And I just didn't finish it, thinking I would finish it this morning. And I was wrong. But it's okay. It's all right. It's just TV. Yeah. I um, mean, I, it's kind of a bummer that you, you got through a second walkthrough of Dragon's Reign and not Well, yeah, for the pay, yeah, for the pay-per-views, I watch and take notes at the same time. I don't, I don't have time to watch those twice. Um. Yeah, because TV I mean, was like, good. Dragons Reign. <laughs> there was a couple of pleasant surprises, and the one match I expected to be great was great. And I really want to discuss Steve Carino's comments, which I was shocked. Um, but let's first, real quick. Um, well, we do have a couple of questions this week. 
Uh, we do. Get your questions in. Tweet at me and Tom. Tweet at the show's Twitter that I'm eventually going to actually get, like, finished setting up. Well, one of us will. I mean, <laughs> one of us, comma, will. Um, not one of us will. Uh, actually get a ring of I, honor. Uh, we do have an email. Uh, it's ring of we honor. Have an email. At gmail.com. Uh, you know, and the password is epic, but I'm not going to tell everyone the password because I want everyone to get in there. But, uh, Right, we don't we don't want people signing up for free trials with with our with our work email. <laughs> right. Um, oh, that's a good idea. And everything. Uh, shit, yeah, because I got like four emails now. So, um, but real quick, and I do obviously want to shout out, you know, our our, uh, our contingent over on on the island of Great Britain. Um, obviously, UTT Rob's been a high fiver since day one. Uh, so shout out to those guys. So make sure you guys. Um, check out all the shows on their network on booking the territory. Um, I'm getting back into that too. I just finished uh, re listened to the uh, episode that him and Dan did with uh, the oldest match ever on TV. You know, they only had eight minutes of 60 minutes, but um, I know they're also doing a review of our wrestling society X um, on there, which I need. So I'm going to dive into that. Cause I mean, that's before my time, but that kind of seems like something up my alley. Did you catch any of that? Cause I know there's some huge fuck. I mean, yeah, I think even Seth Rollins is in there. Slash Tyler Black. I know the name. That's about it. Okay. Um. Yeah, but um, we'll start off with Rob's question. Um. Question of dishonor in the UK Ring of Honor stands for Royal Opera House, which I thought was great. If you had to cast five people from a Ring of Honor show, you've. Uh, you've reviewed in an opera or musical who would it be in which show oh shit i missed the which show part um oh oh, man i i don't know enough opera to (laughs) yeah well we kind of quieted down will oh i shouldn't have Uh uh-oh So I'm quieter. Can you can you hear me still, or is it like? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I missed the wood show part too. Um. um well, we'll we'll. Can, uh, we'll be, go, can, it, can it be Ring of Honor the musical? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, enlisted my my musical um taste is very limited. However, um, I do want to shout out Hamilton. I don't know. That's technically not an opera, but it's a musical. But Ring of Honor doing Hamilton would be very interesting. Have you seen Who, Hamilton? Who's though? your no? Who's Shit, your uh, who's your lead? Who's your Lin Manuel? <laughs> well, for some odd reason, don't ask me why, because I've talked shit about this person nonstop for six months. Um, but the first person I thought of musically, I don't know why, was Truth Martini. But he would definitely not be in the Lin Manuel uh, character. He'd definitely be a wildly scummy. Um, so I definitely think Truth Martini would be Aaron Burr. Oh, Aaron Burr. Things don't go well for him at the end. Yeah. Or, yeah. Again, I haven't seen it, but you know, historically, Aaron Burr doesn't have things really go that great. Yeah, well, Hamilton, I mean, didn't either. So, um, and then actually, in the the mode of Thomas Jefferson, 
Um, speaking of sleaze bags, I think I'd have to go with Matt Taven because Thomas Jefferson's definitely like a, a partying playboy. Um, Shoe fits. You know, and then for some odd reason, as Hamilton, I would really, really like to see. <laughs> I mean, he's just so well spoken, Steve Carino. And then I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, you want Kevin Steen in there somewhere. Um, fuck it. Kevin Steen is George Washington. I need Kevin Steen in the, pow- the, the powdered wig. Yeah. And then I think uh, I think we'll uh, we'll do Princess Mia as uh, Hamilton's wife, the love interest. Um, so that that's my five. Kind of kind of shooting from the hip, uh, but the Royal Opera House is definitely not Ring of Honor. So I mean, if booking a show, so I'm gonna. I haven't seen anything for the stage in a while, but we're at the Royal Opera House. We're in, we're in England, so let's let's do a bit of Shakespeare. What if we were to do Hamlet? Okay. We have uh, Steve Carino, the the king, right? The the evil king who's gonna get who's gonna be slain. We'll have uh, Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe would have to be all the rest of the cast. I want Mark Briscoe to be every side character, <laughs> especially the was it Polonius or whatever. Who like towards the end, he's like, "Oh yeah, it's a most palpable hit." Just be like, "Yep, you got him." Yeah, Kevin. Maybe Kevin seen as a Hamlet. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. How many people have I uh, accounted for? Three? Mark uh, Briscoe's the whole cast. <laughs> yeah. So you got two more to go. I mean, you, you can't have one of this. So we'd have to have... Uh, hmm. Who? So we're going to need a ghost, right? We need, we need the ghost of El Generico to be <laughs> Kevin Steen's father. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it fits because or, I mean, or if we really want to hit the nail on the head, Jim Cornette is the evil king. El Generico oh. is the dead father. <laughs> yep. And then have a. Yeah. So this is hard. Yeah. I liked it better when they were asking us questions about gator golf. <laughs> <laughs> Which they uh, do have gator golf reviews also on, um, on booking the territory. Right. They have their own page for it and everything. Yeah. Where would, because I feel like you would need a Jay Briscoe. Even though Jay Briscoe would want nothing to do with this. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, you've seen those videos of him dancing, doing cheerleading routines with his kids. You yeah, know, that's I mean, with his kids. You know, maybe you know, maybe his wife puts him up to it, so. 
Well, maybe, or, you know, Caprice would probably be a great presence on stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to actually get switched uh, my... I, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I, 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 I dropped the ball on this question, and I don't really have a good answer, so I apologize on tanking the territory. Um... I don't know. I, I thought it was awesome. I mean, Generico is the fucking ghost king. Um, but I do want to switch the love interest. Um, Hamilton's wife. Uh, actually, Veda Scott would be a much better. The strong but silent type. She could throw down as she needs to. And um, I know, obviously, Hamilton does most of the narration for the movie. But somehow, just get Kevin Kelly just, like, as additional character as, like, a narrator um, in Hamilton. So... Um, and I know in pre-production, ironically enough, Will, we, we talked about Disney, um, but do you have Disney Plus at all? I do. I never go on to it, but I do have it. Because um, Hamilton is definitely... Cause it's not mine, per se. I got I got you. <laughs> yeah, I, I have one of those, too. Um, but yeah, because uh, Hamilton's on there, and I definitely, definitely recommend it. It was um, a game... I mean... How do I put this with basically uh, well, we also talked about in pre-production about some things, but basically my uh, face got the soundtrack of Hamilton on her phone. So last time we were out in Idaho, she played, uh, she was playing it all the time. And you can probably imagine the reaction for what we were talking about earlier. I just don't want to put that out in public. Um, if you want to know what I'm talking about, DM me, but, uh, obviously, uh, Robin, the guys, you know, obviously thank you for all the support. We are going to get you guys on the show. We're going to do some kind of collab. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, you know, I'd love to obviously get you guys up on the chopping up series, kind of get to, you know, your whole origin story, but we're going to, we're going to do some synergy here. We're going to figure it out. It's a little tough, obviously with the, the six hour time difference, but we can make it work. So, I mean, we're recording on a Friday morning, you know? We are. They're uh, they're only a uh, six hours ahead. Yeah. You know, Matt Matt and Kieran get together and have bread clubs. So. Yeah. Um. So hopefully you guys are okay with uh Mark Briscoe being every side character. <laughs> I want Mark Briscoe would just be the whole damn show. The one man show. Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, both played by Mark Briscoe. <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, <laughs> where you at, boy? <laughs> what light through yonder window break? <laughs> That's fucking. We should pitch that to him. I'm gonna tweet at him. Say Mark Briscoe. Um, can we can we get Mark Briscoe read just reading Shakespeare? Oh, that's a, that's a that is a shoot million dollar idea right there, Will. TK, um, I just want five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. dollars. Yeah, that way I could put a down payment on a car for five thousand dollars. You and your stupid bullshit car prices, but um, yeah, that's great. That, that's right. I mean, five thousand each. Not, not, not five thousand to split. Five thousand each. TK. Yep. yep. Oh, real you quick. Son uh, of a bitch. My wife's calling. Just hold up, real quick. Hi, right, Sunshine, you okay? Yes. Uh, I got to be there at 445. 
Yeah. Try. I can try. We don't edit anything here on Ring of Honor. This is uncut. It's yeah. all hoopla all the time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that part. Sorry, sorry, high fivers. That part I might need to yeah, do a little editing on. So, um, okay then. But we do have a, a question of dishonor also from Brundon um, that I unfortunately, for some odd fucking reason, really struggled with. Um, well, so. Maybe if we don't have a specific, maybe it's a good discussion as opposed to having necessarily a specific answer. Because there's things that come to mind that I feel like are close, but they don't quite answer the question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Brandon, our dear good personal friend, at Irish Misfit on Twitter. Um, I know he's dead to you. Because of his Limp biscuit suicidal tendencies comment, but um, and he also said he hopes Show wins Best of the Super Juniors, which I mean, it's I'm I'm behind, so I don't know if mathematically it's possible for Show to <laughs> to win Best of the Super Juniors at uh, this point. Well, I mean, he's not math as of day five. Uh, which aired yesterday morning, which would have been Thursday morning, uh, May 18th. He was not math. All I'm going to say is he's not mathematically eliminated as of that show. I have not seen today's slash this morning show. Um, he wants show so, to win the best. Of... <sighs> did you miss that in the, the text too? <laughs> yeah. You must have missed it. Don't go back. <laughs> he's I'm just okay. trying to get a rise out of you. Fuck House of Torture. Fuck them in the ass. It was, uh, we were talking about, um, it was right after you said you can attest that you suck at picks. And then we're talking about, like, you know, okay. speedball yeah. and rush your favorites. And then it says, I think show's going to take it. I think I just literally, like, what? Nope, nope, yeah. All right. Anyways, here, even though he's on, on the list, uh, Brunnen's question of dishonor is, have you ever been watching an amazing match live and something happened in the match that ruined it for you? Um, and Brenda was at CCW, a uh, show for a TLC match between Leo Rush versus Joey Janela. Uh, the match was insane and fantastic. Then Joey gives uh, Rush a power bomb from the ladder through a table towards the end. Leo kicked out at one and instantly hooked up and it destroyed the match. So stupid. Yes. So that's probably what is going to be the biggest thing, right? It's going to be something that ruins your immersion, something that takes you out of that. It breaks your suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so an answer of something that it took me out was uh, when we were at the GCW show and AJ Gray went to jump off that ladder, and you could tell before he even left the ladder that it wasn't going to work out. And then when he did, it just like, that was not good. So, like, that kind of ruined it for me. I yeah. was hyped for AJ Gray, but I when, when that ladder was wobbling as much as it was when he was getting towards the top, it was like, oh, this is not, this is not good. Yeah. We, we should, we should change this plan. Um, as far as like something 
and the, I hate when people reduce spots. So for um, we normally record Wednesday nights for um, an AEW thing when uh, Brian Cage was trying to do the thing with Darby on the stretcher or whatever, and it didn't work out the first time, and he like tried to do this, do it again. It's like no, it's done. Move on. Don't don't try to do the same spot. You're already screwed up. Yeah. But uh, New Japan does this a little bit too. So a couple years ago, you had Prisoners of Wrestle Kingdoms, Kota Ibushi, Jay White. And they went like over an hour or whatever. Like, it was some stupid long match where they're like scratching, clawing, whatever. And then I'm supposed to believe a couple months later that David Finley can beat Jay White in like 10 minutes. Like I get it's it's what's at stake and yeah. it's the event it's the arena and stuff. There's just some stuff where it's like I know this guy can go however long against Kota Ibushi. You're telling me that David Finley before this is way before Bullet Club David Finley. So you're like you're telling me that whatever him and Juice Robinson's tag team was called, you're telling me that 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 guy's gonna score. And there everybody's talking about his Jay White's like, I can't believe I lost to David Finley. Will Osprey, I can't believe Jay White lost to David Finley. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I... yeah, the 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 long match going on and the big spot. But I mean that's the complaint about indie wrestling, right? Like you're gonna get all fired up right at the end after you take this huge spot that should be the end of the match. Yeah, um, and I just, I, for some odd reason, I really struggle with this. I mean, there's there's so many, um, and I was just kind of thinking more of in the line, like, you have a great match missed by, like, interference or schmoz or some bullshit like that. It's just like Right, some, some uh, decision they've made where it's like, this would have been way better if you didn't do that. Yeah, um, and for some odd reason, uh, I didn't think this was bad, actually, even though my person lost. But, uh, you know, Brett Michael or Brett Michaels, um, this isn't a poison review. Uh, Brett Hart looking for nothing but a good time. Um, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, WrestleMania 12. I didn't mind that, you know, they restarted the match. I mean, I was a Bret Hart guy. Um, you know, I thought it was it was a well told story, so that one didn't. You know, so I'm gonna have to come back to this, Brundon. Um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of great reviewed on this show. That scum have fucked up. I don't even know if it's taken out, but the ending to the Fiend versus Seth Rollins in the cage or Hell in a Cell, whichever it was. I mean, that match is just kind of an abomination all yeah. around. With the red lights and the red cage, and the <laughs> the fact that Seth Rollins got disqualified in a Hell in a Cell match, stupid. Yeah, um, and shout listen, I, I say this all the time, mainly on on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, but I mean, shout out to Seth Rollins. I mean, he's definitely he definitely gives back. He, I mean, the Midwest wrestling scene is very very healthy right now, and a lot of it's got to do with him. Um, so his, his school, his school's out there, right? Yeah. Him and, uh, Tyler Breeze's school. Uh, no, it's, uh, Merrick Brave. 
Merrick Bray was his old tag team partner on the, on the Indies, mainly AEW and stuff like that. Um, legend. So, um, Actually, Tyler, I think yeah. So maybe Tyler Bray just like teaches there or something, or the coach maybe. there or something. I also looked at it. You know, I thought I I thought I I thought he was involved somehow. Okay, I have to look that up. I mean, or but I can just ask. Could be wrong. Would, yeah, um, that would make sense. I've I been mean, wrong before. Well, I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. So, um. <laughs> but obviously, uh, Rob, thank you again uh, for your, your opera question. And Brundon, I we will revisit this. At least I will. Um, you know, listen. There, there's been so many man. Listen, not even just. I mean, so if you're saying live, live, like in person, um. Yeah, that AJ Gray spot, you know, was definitely, yeah, I mean, you know, especially traveling so far, but it is what it is, so. But the, we will the AJ Gray so. spot, the, the Matt Cardona match where they had, like, all the, <laughs> all the schmozzy shit, it's like, oh my god, like, just, can we just do something? <laughs> yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, uh-huh. hit us up with questions. It does not have to be wrestling related. Ask us our opinions on, you know, olives or. Uh, There's only one person's opinion that matters on olives on the show, just for the record. So if uh, you, you want us to discuss which, uh, you know, what state produces the best maple syrup or what the, the best grade of maple syrup is, you know, whatever. Tom and I will talk about anything. Maybe not intelligently, but we'll talk about it. Especially if it means we don't have to talk about <laughs> No. We do enjoy the product, we swear. We do like the product. We just also like to talk. Yeah, there's some definitely some interesting stuff. But uh speaking of Ring of Honor, uh we are gonna start off with Ring of Honor TV eighty seven. Uh so we are eighty so eighty seven episodes of TV. Obviously this is seventy three for us. But originally air date of May 18th, 2013. Um, I had just arrived back into Idaho and I was just uh, settling into my new position as the the store manager of the general store, which I would have that job for the next six summers. And uh, Ooh, the general, that's another ad we'll get on Ring of Honor TV eventually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, we'll get to ads. Oof. <laughs> um, but real quick, uh, the general Jesus, I forgot about that. Will, but uh, real quick, uh, you know, obviously the review where Lethal and Elgin lost to Scum, you know, where Jay Lethal got hurt and then Steen ate the pin. Um, now Carino's officially on commentary, and Matt Hardy maybe gets a title shot, but we don't know when, and we don't know if They're, it's actually Matt Hardy. They haven't said it's Matt Hardy because we'll, we'll we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to whether it's gonna be Matt Hardy or if it's gonna be. A potential new addition to Scum. Yeah, I mean, Scum slash NWO. Um, but, uh, but in it, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, are, are we ready to go? Did you have anything else you wanted to say before we started going into the episode? No, not really. I mean, I was just, yeah. We'll so, what happens with Matt Hardy. Music hits. We're still in Canada, right? Okay. Yep, this episode's still in Canada, and Jimmy Jacobs comes out with his stupid haircut with Steve Carino. Steve Carino says, "If you guys have watched Border Wars, then you know that Scum, you know Scum One, 
I'm your new color commentator and a member of Scum is going to get a future world title shot. This is the last era of Ring of Honor and the new... And- right. The, the, the Scum champion is going to be the next champion and the final champion. Um, you know, and uh, I did have to kind of chuckle, and I know we kind of addressed this a little bit when it happened, uh, but Kevin Kelly wants to make sure that, uh, you know, that Steve Carino's got no beef with Kevin Kelly. And uh, I, I love Kevin Kelly, and in a vacuum, this has seemed like a kind of a, a chicken shit move. But after what Steve Carino did to Caleb Seltzer, I can't blame him. Um, I know we talked about this. I don't know if we actually really addressed this, addressed this, but do you have you ever re- remember an announcer being removed that way? I mean, Carino fucking whipped that kid's ass. They um, did some. The only thing, I, and again, I don't really watch the E. Did they do something similar to that in the last couple of years where they had like one of the commentator guys like stand up to his like Brock Lesnar or whatever and he got like laid out? Maybe. Maybe. No, this is very unique. And, you know, we've got Steve Carino on commentary. You know, Steve Carino, Kevin Kelly, great combination. Yeah, you want to talk about the definition of the straight man and the wild man? Um, and real quick, uh, I'm actually surprised we didn't mention this earlier, but, um, you know, Will and I have been, and Brundon, and uh, I've been very, very invested in the best of the Super Juniors, and obviously Kevin Kelly is announcing. And in the building, uh, it's great to see Kevin Kelly in the building there for all those shows. Uh, yes, but he's, he's, def- he's knocking it out of the park. He's definitely dropped Steve Carino's name a couple times. Um you know, and if, if you're not familiar with this product, you may not get the draw. I mean, obviously, you know, you know there's the Carino, but um, that whole speedball reference, he's like yeah, the, the 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 first night where it's like speedball. But you know, Steve Carino thought he, his name was Speedball for another reason. <laughs> and uh, what was the other thing that uh, the he other said, show? Uh, Carino hate Carino hates the onion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I just, I mean, Ke- yeah, Kevin Kelly is a goddamn national charger. He's really, uh, and make sure you go back and listen to his interview on the Shining Wizards and also on Bread Club, uh, both great episodes and not just because Will was on there. Um, but Kevin Kelly, and, and listen, I mean, he signed things for us. Um, you know, I've had a chance he, uh, to high-five in person. He put over the Shining Wizards on the... Um, Wrestle Kingdom. W- was it Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. Um, on on commentary while he was doing Wrestle Kingdom, so he, he is Kevin def- Kelly's a he's a real one. He is definitely starting to transit, make him make, you know. I hate to put this reference as you know the Mount Rushmore, but he's definitely you know creeping into that goat announcer status. Um, his work here, I, think, I feel like he's been there for a while. I think as now that I'm I've got more exposure to it. Like I bought into it, yeah. Because like I knew some stuff, and like I heard like a little bit of like the New Japan stuff. But like now that I'm like really watching it, really keeping up with it, stuff we're seeing on Ring of Honor TV. Because he wasn't on commentary when I started watching Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me either. Carino was. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was uh, Carino and Nigel in the episodes that I, the early episodes that I saw. So. I had Colton uh, Riccoboni when I started. So, so a little later. Yeah. 
Um, but and it, it's kind of, I mean, maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe Kevin Kelly is getting enough money and, and everything. But, um, you know, I'm surprised, like, the E hasn't brought him back for a spot or two, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he'd go. He's yeah, got he New might. Japan. He's got his own promotion. Um, but yeah, I mean, shout out to Kevin. Yeah, his. I mean, his. Yeah, he did a great job with uh, um, TJP. Well, TJP did a great job, but I mean, all all the guest spots. Um, you know, and then the last show I watched, I said was with Speedball. Obviously, if you're familiar with anything of mine, I'm I'm wearing a Speedball T-shirt right now. I'm driving oh, six you hours. That, you mean that? You mean that's not a Celtic shirt you're wearing? Bummer. No, I, I, I'm not wearing a Celtic shirt, bastard. Um, you know, I am driving six hours to see Speedball and Roddy Strong here in a couple weeks. Um, oh, you know, we're but, doing it. We we got tickets. You're doing it. Uh, ticket. Actually, I'm getting the tickets tonight. So yes. Um, but yeah, me and my buddy Tristan are, are making the drive. But uh, um, yeah, shout out to Kevin Kelly. This is gonna be a lot of fun. So I mean, obviously we've praised Carino and we've also knocked Carino, but I think we're gonna get into here at least a good. Well, I mean, I didn't hate Caleb Seltzer. You know, um, I did once he, he started. Was, he was definitely like the the filling guy, though. Like he never felt like somebody who's gonna be there long term. Yeah, um, I'll tell you, he's way better than the Ring and Monster for Dragon's Ram, but we'll definitely get into that, you know, a little bit later. Um, but I, I thought Caleb. You know, was... Sorry, the, the Ring announcer, you know, was certainly no Bobby Cruz. Um, good on the mic, but yeah, some things definitely bother living shit out of me. But uh, but I mean, Caleb, he was good until he started doing into the like leaning into the whole pervy thing like everyone else. Then I was like, all right, Caleb. Um, but I mean, they sent them off. I mean, like I've never, like I've never seen before. So, but let's get more into this episode here. Will. sorry about that. Um, no, it's all good. So Karina comes out he runs down the crowd scum. And then, uh, Jacobs is still at ringside and Jay lethal comes out. Jay lethal's, an angry young man. He's not happy that his team lost. He's not happy that he was taken out of the match. And he's certainly not happy that Kevin Steen uh, took his spot and then lost the match. Which is something that we kind of get on commentary later too, where it's like, everybody's just cool with Kevin Steen now. A month ago, nobody was cool as Kevin Steen. Now everybody's, oh, Kevin Steen's great. He's fine. But Lethal said that he wanted a match with Jimmy Jacobs. Uh Oh, Tom, we, we lost your audio. Oh, bother. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, Tom, Tom's back. Okay. There's something wonky going on with this headset. All right. All right. Well, sorry for the, the audio snafus. And Will, by the way, earlier when I couldn't hear you, my computer turned on for some reason, so it was me. So it should not have translated to the recording, hopefully. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you really can't blame Lethal here. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, Kane was, I mean, since the Antichrist. I mean, they, you know, he was getting cheered, obviously, as a school heel, but yeah, he wants Jimmy Jacobs. And, uh, oh, and Jimmy, ja- Jimmy Jacobs obliges by yanking his knee down because he's still, you know, limping a little. So Jacobs just tears up that knee before the match starts. Yeah. Slams it on, slams it on the, the apron, drags him out of the ring. I think he pops in the ring at one point, so the match technically officially starts and then goes back to the outside. But yeah, um, this was a this was a fun opener. I mean, we're gonna see a kind of a theme of the Ring of Honor representatives wrestling, kind of a leg down, an arm down. Yeah, because they've really been on the losing end of this of this fight. Yeah, yeah, it, for sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, and I do like how I see Carino definitely meant, you know, leans into the whole fact that, you know, nobody can criticize Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal's, you know, the greatest. And, uh, um, and then, <sighs> now I just want to mention here for obvious facts the views of Steve Carino do not necessarily reflect the views of Ring of Honor Reverie. Will, I have a feeling you know where I'm going with this. Um, but Steve Carino got a broadcasting degree at West Texas, and uh, he mentions that in spite of Jay Lethal being an African-American, um, he can cut a good promo. Wow. Um, yeah, I I missed that specific part, but I noticed they lingered on like the West Texas thing for like a while. It's like, oh, you went to school in Texas. It's like, oh. Okay, I, well, I'm glad you missed that part. So um, I was like, and hey. I don't, I don't remember if they meant I might be mixing up shows, but it was either on this or um, for Lethal's match at uh, Dragon's Ring where he says, "I've offered Jay Lethal positions in Scum plenty of times. He always turned me down. His mother never turned me down." Yeah, I think it's actually both. Um, but uh, real quick. Um, Real quick, they do mention next week we are getting Ishimori, my new favorite uh, New Japan wrestler. Uh, big shout out to Bone Soldier. Hopefully, he can win Best Super Juniors if Speedball doesn't. Uh, versus Roddy Strong. Really looking forward to that one. Hopefully, they get out. That's going to be an exceptional match. Um, and then, uh, real good spot is that Jay Lethal goes for the, the Lethal injection. But once again, Jimmy Jacobs is showing his ring IQ is fucking up out there. Um, you know, he body blocks lethal and then he wraps his knee over the top rope. It just makes sense. Um, and then towards the end, we see lethal go for uh, the lethal injection, but it comes off the springboard. He can't, he can't with the knee. So yeah. he buckles. Jacobs takes advantage. He hits like a, uh, like a sliced bread kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, he hits the cutter into a, into a slice bread kind. It was a it was a nice combination. I like that. And Jimmy Jacobs with you know, it's a clean win. Yeah, I got this in I mean, my say what, say what you will about the uh, you know kind of the the the, the pre match with the with you know draping the knee and stuff like that. But I mean, no rolls of quarters, no spikes, no chain. 
I mean, Jimmy Jacobs is having a, a, a I did mention this in my notes in uh, the pay-per-view, but he's quietly having a pretty good 2013. Yeah. Uh, he's had some really great matches. And I do want to shout out uh, real quick that during this match that Steve Perino wants to ban the chop. Yes. He wants to ban chops. I think he brought that up in Dragon's Reign, too, during the uh, the Elgin-ACH match. Um, Steve Carino, you really need to join us on Ring of Honor Revelry. Carino asked him, is it Kim Kill, you ever, you ever been chopped? He's like, I have. It's not great. <laughs> um, and then real quick, Eddie, uh, our, our weekly uh, quote-unquote shout-out to Eddie Edwards and his advertising skills. More hits. More action. But... Uh, real quick, I do want to mention, so this is on last week. Obviously, we had a very abbreviated TV episode because it was what it was. Um, but they're actually starting to show the ads from on TV. So this is 855-CASH-NOW. Yes. 855-CASH-NOW. Um, so Will and I were kind of discussing in pre-production. I wonder if anybody out there listening knows, now that these are on Honor Club, um, because this is the first time we've seen an ad in you know seventy two episodes. Is I wonder if eighty five eight five five cash now still get a check. Probably not. They probably just uploaded the file and just said here it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, with the, with a billion dollar company, you know, it'd be interesting to kind of figure out the ins and outs. I don't know. I love stuff like that. But, but will we've got a big announcement from Nigel. Big announcement. Huge announcement. So Carino's face, too, before they went to break, when Kelly said, Nigel's coming out, and Carino just like, looks at him like, are you, are you serious? Coming out? Um, so, yeah. Uh, Jay Briscoe, our reigning defending world champ, uh, showing that he's not a paper champion. Well, first, um, we have to talk about Michael Elgin. That's right. Michael Elgin is uh, our number one contender. But he wants to redeem his loss against Machine Gun first, and he wants to get rid of Scum forever again. Forever! Um, I just thought, why would you? Okay, sure, you lost to Machine Gun, but would you rather be champ? I just thought that was kind of weird. Um, and then something... Yeah. Carl Anderson probably had a couple extra days, had, could fit in another booking. Yeah. Uh, something about the Wolves at best in the world. Um, but then, like Will says, Jay comes out, and uh, yeah, I'll let you keep going from there, Will. So Nigel's kind of outlining who we, who we got coming up for title matches. Elgin's your number one contender. You've got Carino's like, oh, is he going to announce my guy? Because Carino hasn't said who from Scum is getting the world title shot. We assume Matt Hardy. But we don't know. But Jay Briscoe does come out to address everything and how he's, he'll whoop anybody's ass. He'll whoop everybody's ass. A lot of ass whooping. A lot of ass whooping, but Somebody takes issue with Jay Briscoe talking about whooping everybody's ass. And it's Mark Briscoe. Yeah. Comes out saying, hold up, hold up. He's like, ever since you won that belt, 
it's all I whoop everybody ass. Like, you know, we're talking about we're scooping up chicken shit, whoop everybody ass. We're talking about sitting back with beers, whoop everybody ass. Oh, so Mark shit. Briscoe uh, says, I'm getting real sick of you since you won that belt. So if Nigel wants to book a match, maybe what do we got best in the world? Is that what the, the next pay-per-view is? If Nigel signs off on it, best in the world, world title match. Back in Baltimore. Mark Briscoe. What's that? Back in Baltimore. That's right. They are going to be back in Baltimore. They're going to be going to Texas soon too for some some live events. Yeah. Breaking out, bringing in some new markets. And uh, I, you know, remind me, Will. Hopefully, I can. Uh, I'll record that promo real quick because once again, we we say it every goddamn week. Obviously, Jay, we miss you. Thank you for everything. Um, but just another example of Mark Griswold being a national fucking treasure. And also being the the entire cast of Macbeth. So Tony Khan, it's a million dollar deal. We just want our five thousand dollars. Book Mark Briscoe reading Shakespeare. I mean, it, it sells itself. With all the technology, we we could do it. Yeah, um, but as far as I could tell, Will, I could be wrong, but I don't think. I mean, Nigel's thinking about it, so I don't think it's official yet. It, it was not said to be official. Uh, and the, the you know the Bruce, Nigel says uh, pretty much you know we'll think about it. You know we'll eventually get the answer. The Briscoe music hits, and both the Briscoes saunter off. But yeah. Carino said, you know, I'm coming around on Mark Briscoe. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, and and Carino had a really funny line there. How uh, he needs uh, subtitles for this this promo. <laughs> Or do we have subtitles? I think he said that for Jay, right? Do we have subtitles for this guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, classic freedom. Um, but yeah. So that's all I want. That's all I have notes for Will. But I do know that our uh, one of our favorites, uh, CNC Wrestle Factory, is wrestling Rhett Titus and Cliff Compton. Yes. Yep. Ring of Honor versus Scum Match. Yeah. So I don't take notes. So you're going to get the spark note version of this, which is whatever I got up here. Which is a lot. Uh, Caprice wrestling with one arm. He's he's oh, he's right. taped yeah. up, taped up from his from their match at Border Wars. And obviously, the heels take advantage of that. Um, I mean Caprice, I mean Rhett and Cliff are okay. You know, they kind of serve their purpose. Yeah. As long-haired, bearded man in the heel faction. But, you know, Priest and Cedric, they look great. They do great, even with uh, the limitations. Yeah. Like with um, was it Caprice did a dive out, then, like, double back and grabbed the top rope and pulled it down. So Cedric Alexander could do, like, a on Hilo over the top rope. He also, Caprice also did like a 619 kind of thing, like around the yeah. ring post. Yeah. It was, Damn. So there was some great offense from CNC in this match. Unfortunately, shoulder kind of caught up with him. And I missed what, it wasn't the drop kick. 
I missed what they said the move was called, but Rhett got the win. Yeah. Boys Pinning Caprice Coleman. Yeah, scum over uh, Ring of Honor again. Um, but yeah, really lately, I, I've kind of mentioned this before, but you can really, I mean, obviously Cedric is, is an amazing, amazing athlete, but you can really see in the last couple of matches in a good way, Caprice kind of Calling shots, like really kind of leading this team, doing that veteran leadership, which I, I love. So we are big CNC Wrestle Factory fans over here. Uh, we appreciate all the retweets and all the love from them. Uh, so thank you, Caprice and Cedric. So we're enjoying this run. Um, and we didn't have inside Ring of Honor this week, right, Will? No. Yeah, because they pretty much went into Adam Cole versus Kevin Steen right after that. That's right, our main event. So Adam Cole comes out. Carino's putting over Adam Cole on commentary. But it's, as you recall from Border Wars, they they made a pitch to Adam Cole. They offered him the scum T-shirt. Yeah. And we still don't quite know where that's going. But when you see Adam Cole versus Kevin Steen in the main event, you know, you know where that's going. It's going to be a great main event. Yeah. Some some highlights for me. Uh, I mean, Steen looked great. Carino, you know, dogging like the French spelling of stuff, and Steen kind of like blowing his nose into his hand for the code oh, of honor. Oh yeah, gave a snot rocket to Carino. I think that was a match. And uh, like, I almost. I don't know if I call it a laugh, but I just like a gut reaction when Steen hit that first apron powerbomb. Just how loud it was. And the fact they did two more oh. after that. But, I mean, the big story here is Carino is saying, we want Adam Cole and Scum. We could take Adam Cole to that next level. He's like, and he said, Steen would be welcome to come back to Scum too. He just needs to accept that he would not be top guy. It's Matt Hardy. Yeah. But because apparently Adam Cole was at Steve Carino's wedding. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Carino wants to apologize. He wants everybody to come back to Scum. Because he doesn't hate the Ring of Honor roster. He hates the Ring of Honor the company. Yeah. And uh, our, at the end of the match, we get, uh, you know, Steen's got Cole on the ropes. You know, Cole straps on a sharpshooter. In Canada and gets booed. Yeah. Steen pops on a sharpshooter and gets cheered. But there's shenanigans abroad. I mean, you know, Steen hit the F sank. But some outside interference from Rhett Titus and Jimmy Jacobs, including a, a chunk of chain upside the head of Kevin Steen, Adam Cole. Struggles to kind of get the, the hands around for the Florida Keys. But he hits the Florida Keys and gets a three-count pin over Kevin Steen. 
Well, and post match, Cole's got his hands up, and Jacob kind of taps him on the boot and gives him you know, like the thumbs up, like we got your back, whatever. And Cole is kind of like looks like, oh, like what happened? Hmm. What had happened was because we don't know, right? Is Adam Cole joined? Is he going to join Scum? How? much is he aware of does he want this you know to kind of have this in his back pocket we're not really seeing that he doesn't know he's young he's naive he's not baby yet no no and um obviously he's leading a little bit more heel um i just don't know why i'm so bothered with the fact that kevin steen's three pins in a row like this um but, putting you know. over the young talent. I mean, Steen losing at Border War is because they wanted to get Steen on the card and they needed to get Carino on commentary. Yeah, <laughs> they but, needed that story to keep going. Yeah, well, you know, but then, I don't know. You know, it's after going 800 some odd days without getting pinned, but it, it is what it is. Um but overall, Will, like I said, I mean, we always ask at this time, like I said, if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV, um, what, what would, <laughs> excuse me, what would have been your thoughts? I thought this was a fine episode of TV. You know, they 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 pushed along, they got all the story shit in, and the matches were good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think definitely like if I was a newer person watching it and if like I saw last week, right, and they should give us some matches from Border Wars. And then I tune in the next week and it's like, all right, now I'm immediately getting the follow up from those, I'd be like, Oh So this is cool. I'll be because it would show me that even if I don't buy the pay per view that they're still going to at least give you something. Obviously, it's to entice you to want to buy the pay-per-view or buy the DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, but to know that, like... I mean, and WWE used to do it too, right? You know, it's, they'd have a pay-per-view, and then they'd show you, like, the stills at the start of the show, like, and you'd get the audio. You wouldn't get, like, the full... right video clips or anything but you'd get like the, the stills and you get like the audio it's so you, like you could put together what happened but for a company of ring of honor size like if your goal is to peddle those dvds and that's where you're going to make your money yeah, and, and pedal dvds they do so yeah it'll be great in your collection just like uh southern defiance Can't happen, though. One of these days, pull the trigger on that. We're going to do it. Um, we're going to find it someday. Someday we're going to be in some used video store or whatever, and it's just going to be in, like, a dollar bin. Yeah, in the middle of Maine somewhere. So, like, oh, look at this. And there's two copies, ironically enough. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I mean, definitely not the greatest, but not the worst. Um, you know, Cranos, I mean, definitely towing that line. Um uh, you know, but obviously we do have the benefit of foresight. You know, we 
Trino and Kelly will be a lot of fun on commentary. So, I mean, commentary really does make the product a lot better. Um, yeah, definitely overall, I think I would probably tune in for next week. Well, yeah. good, because you're, you're going to. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're, you're not contractually obligated, but, you know, it was a... Kind of the gimmick. It was kind of the, the idea. Yeah. Um, well, Will, real quick, before we, uh, we bust into this amazing... A uh, house show called Dragon's Reign, which I don't know why it's called that. Um, why don't we take a Because quick... Red Dragon's the tag champs, and they're the main event. Wow. I only kind of put that together because when they showed the match graphic before the main event, it said, like, Reign of the Dragon or whatever, like, kind of between, like, the picture of Red Dragon and the... Uh, uh, the, 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 the Briscoes. So I'm like, oh, so they're saying it's Dragon's Reign, but then in the graphic they're going to say it's Reign of the Dragon. It's like, you guys named this. You guys could have... <laughs> um, but Some real, consistency. Yeah, we're just going to take a quick break here, uh, plug all our friends, you know, and make sure you do follow all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, and also, obviously, Visionaries Global Media, like we, we, we do shout out, um, obviously, Chad and Diesel, uh, the, the the flagship show, uh, VFTR.2.0. I know they're obviously on a little bit of a hiatus, both with two young kids in the house. Uh, obviously, check out uh, JCB, uh, Bill, and Zach over at Bands from Ringside. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Chris's show, uh, Chris Talks Games. And then I know Chad and Matt and a couple other people have their Dungeons and Junkie show here on Shining Wizards Network. Uh, and obviously Good Cop, Bad Cop, and uh, um, the Brain Buster Boys, all supporters of Ring of Honor Revelry, so make sure you check that out. Uh, but high fivers, we will see everybody on this other side of this break. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you.
G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's T H E B R O K A S T. And you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, Castbox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. All right, high fivers, we are back. Uh, thanks for checking out all those commercials. Uh, but we do have Dragon's Reign, Reign of the Dragon, whatever you want to call it, uh, from Bell Vernon, Pennsylvania. Our original air date May 11, 2013. Um, it, it is in the shit, I to put that in some kind of ice garden. Um, and I start off, I do believe, chronologically, at least air date. Uh, this is Steve Carino's first gig in commentary. Although obviously they were still in Canada, but chronologically as they came out, this—I mean—he's been on commentary before for some of these right. more like house showy kind of things. Well, he's doing all the de- photos too. They—they uh, they definitely make it um, sound like this is one of his earlier things. Like there's jokes about how like, well, why don't I have all these notes? And Kelly's like, you didn't come to the production meeting. You were told to come to the production meeting. You didn't show up. Yeah. He's just kind of like ribbing the the not Bobby Cruz and like the timekeeper like the whole show. 
It's like these guys probably know what's going on. He's like, yeah, they were at the production meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's at an old ice rink venue. Uh, I was kind of like that. Always uh, reminds me of the movie Slapshot, uh, which uh, she pleasure. You, uh, we, I will be doing a review of that movie uh, here sometime this fall. Uh, oh man, Slapshot. I'm a Paul Newman Mark. Um, but our our curtain jerker here will. Um, Artie Evans, and God's gift, QT Marshall versus the American Wolves. Uh, Consider my curtain jerked. Now, <laughs> more hits. <laughs> you see this match, and you're like, "What kind of fucking mismatch?" Like this is this is not the match I want to see, right? If you're telling me the Wolves are supposed to be on like this like tear to get back to like the World Tag Titles, why are they wrestling QT Marshall and his manager? Um, we did get a code of honor. Uh, obviously, you know Davy Richards being the jack. You, you know who would have been a good fit for this? The Bravados. If we had the Bravados versus God's Gift, and then been like, all right, another kind of like tag team that's like around, yeah, or like an Alabama Attitude or or something like that. But this um, feels, despite my feelings on the Wolves, kind of a disservice to the Wolves to have them wrestle one and a half men. Um, however, well, I, I have to admit this match was actually better than I thought it was going to be, um, going in, um, I had very, very, very low expectations. And honestly, I think they blew him out of the water. A lot of that is, uh, QT Marshall is really underestimated. He is a really, really good hand. He's very good. He's, he's a great wrestler. Um, and he took a whooping. I mean, obviously, he's going to take most of the damage here, you know, and you're you're talking about two of the best in Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. Um, and I, I don't know what it is, Will, but for some odd reasons, Artie Evans' antics are starting to grow on me. I don't, I, you know, I, I, I don't know why. He's not a Mike Mondo standist. Uh, I do not think Artie Evans trained with Bruiser Brody, however, as mentioned in commentary. Um, I did have to, have to chuckle and also agree with Trino. Um, kind of putting on blast the flying concussions, you know, with with the headbutts, obviously with Davey Richards. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed that, you know, Artie Evans rolled Davey into a tag to Edwards. Uh, fun move. Um, they pick on the Pirates only winning 60 games. Uh, you know, QT Marshall kicked out of a long double stop in the end. Uh, Davey gets QT in the ankle lock and Davey in the one leg of QT taps. Uh, yeah, and like I said, all in all, I mean, better than I expected. Um, not the best. Yeah, we're we're going to hear a lot of dogging the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. It's baseball season, and it's uh, <laughs> it's where they are. Yeah, and well, I mean, and I, actually, even though they're, they're central division foes, I always kind of root for the uh, Pirates if they're not, you know, if the Brewers aren't doing well. Um, I wish they'd win a series because, I mean, I, I really love their stadium. The people were super nice in Pittsburgh. Um, 
you know, and, and obviously you can't pick on the Steelers because the Steelers are, are always relevant for the most part. And I'm not saying because you're a Steelers fan, but uh, I kind of bogarted most of that real quick, Will. But uh, thoughts on that match? I had none because I, I honestly forgot about it. So okay. Uh, but when next, you said it, I'm like, oh, that's right, they had a match, but I didn't necessarily remember who it was against. And he said, oh, that's right, it was against the American Wolves. Uh, but next we've got a uh, former guest in front of the Shining Wizards, uh, Vinny Marseille versus Tommaso Ciampa. Yep, for our first match of Ciampa being back in a Ring of Honor ring. I do like Ciampa's new, entr- uh, new entrance. And they do mention, obviously, both these guys being New England guys, so they actually have pretty decent history together. Yes. Uh, you dig? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all know where this is going, right? Chompa's this is Chompa's first match back. Yeah. He he ain't, he ain't losing to, to little Vinny Marsiglia. Um. Yeah, but I mean, Marsiglia does you know give him you know a, a good run for his money. Uh, however, you know Chompa does give. I think Mar uh, Marsiglia kind of got a little stiff, and Chompa gave him a receipt, dropping him on that goddamn barricade. And after talking to my friends in Country Air, um, you know those barricades aren't only tough; they're I mean they're sharp. You know, on the edges and everything. So yeah, they we they've discussed that when we've covered like the the tenth anniversary show and um, final battle 2012, 20, yeah. no twenty eleven. Yeah. How the barricades are like a weapon in all of themselves. Like it, they're. Um, they're probably the more egregious weapon that's available at ringside. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, and uh, Steve Carino brings a, a good point. Why is a Russian blood sweep called a Russian blood sweep? Um, any Russians that have done it, you know, Nikita Koloff or, or, or anybody. So I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, these two really did beat the piss out of each other. Um, but Chapa come back even more vicious. You know, becoming yeah, he's the Sicilian psychopath. You can really kind of see him becoming, you know, because this is right where he'll start going to AEW, and he is the AEW. You know, his banner's on the wall. Um, had a great run there. Um, yeah, super vicious. Uh, yeah, love the ending. I can't remember the name or the air raid signal thing he does. Um, the air raid crash. The air raid crash. Yeah. Uh, but shit, shit, Chapel was down for nine months. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I suppose nine months ago, I suppose that was, yeah, August. Oh, shit, wow. I was flying by with this podcast, Bill, but uh, at the end of the match, though, real, real, real quick, uh, Chapa, uh calls out Michael Elgin. Um, if I can get a Tomasa Chapa Michael Elgin program, sign me the fuck up. Once again, they did have a great rivalry in AEW, but. I'll quit talking about that. Uh, oh, but- we, uh, we didn't we didn't touch upon this. The TV episode had the same like little Michael Elgin ad running through. He's like, all men are created equal, but I'm stronger. And you can text whatever number and he'll send you. You'll get a picture of Michael Elgin on your phone. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Uh, sorry, I forgot that. Um I only remember it just now because we brought up Elgin and the fact they they did run it like six times. Yeah. Uh, but Will, your favorite part of the show, we do get a House of Tr- uh, House of Truth promo. We're talking about taking pants off. Uh, he does the creepy pain thing again. Blah 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 blah. 
I'm still really curious to figure out who the other hoopla hottie is. I thought it was Maria Manic, but I was wrong. Um, unless she's in here at 16, because she's 16 at the time. Because um, she's fucking the, whoever else is, the, the black hair. She's fucking stacked. Um, Strong lady. Yeah, I mean, she's been hanging out in the gym with Michael Elgin. Like uh, somebody, somebody mentioned on commentary, but her next match. Uh, one of our favorites, Darius Thomas versus Matt Taven in a proven ground match. That's right. So if Darius Thomas wins, he gets a shot at that TV title. Yeah. And uh, they do mention in the promo that Matt Taven has beat everyone that's been put in front of him. And by everyone, they mean both people in the two matches he's won. That kind of bothered me. Um, True says more words. Uh, top prospect turning where, you know, Truth picked TD. Uh, you know, right, but, that we went over the fact that Truth was trying to put his eggs in the, the Terrius Thomas basket, and it backfired. And then he's like, oh, we'll take Adam. We'll, well not Adam Cole. We'll take uh, Matt Taven. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Terrius Thomas doing Terrius Thomas things. Uh, take it to Taven. Um, and I don't know, listen, I don't know if you remember much of this match, though, but Taven really kind of lost. Not in a, in a intentionally lost kind of way. Um, he just seemed off a step. Um, you know, but Tedarius Thomas did a great job catching all the tricks, you know, all the kicks from the backside, blah, 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 blah. Um, but finally, you know, Taven does get the, you know, kick in the nuts. But uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, Terry Silken is taking pictures at ringside. I did not notice that, but no. I am not an eagle-eyed viewer like Milwaukee Tom. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a dork. Um and then, or uh, Matt Walkie Tom, if you want to start breaking shit. <laughs> um, but uh, then uh, Carino says something about the source being a, a dinosaur, silly. <laughs> I, I got one. I'm going to get one of those. Because the way he pronounced it. The source. Yeah. And Kevin was like, that, that's a thesaurus. He goes, no, that's a dinosaur. Silly. Um. Uh, you know, Taven towards the end gets pretty vicious. Uh, you know, you know, but Matt Taven's knee. And as the match goes on, they even say, you know, maybe Taven takes the L just to prevent injury, further damage, and yeah. just to, you know, we talked about, you know, that comes up a lot. We're watching the best of Super Juniors. Like you're wrestling a match every day. It's like it might be in your benefit to take an L. If you think you're gonna need extra gas the next day, especially if you're show, you can just tie up the the champ in the back and bring out a note saying, "Oh, I don't feel well. I'm not gonna be able to make it to the match." Um, but in the end, uh, yeah, Kratom says he likes young girls. I thought that was kind of awkward. Um, that that one was that was a weird one. That was definitely one where it's like he said it, and it's like there's that that beat, and it's like I don't think that came out the way he wanted it to. Yeah, or at least it wasn't it wasn't uh, received the way he wanted it to be. Uh, but towards the end of the match, because uh, that's when he tries to bring in like the the ring announcer, like the timekeeper, Kelly Kelly's like, leave them out of this. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll get to the ring announcer here in a minute, but uh, 
you know, I'm just gonna call Marie at this point. Trips to Darius, uh, but then ref Alex says uh, purchases three of them out of there. Uh, basically, does the whole wind up very enthusiastically, kicks them out. Um, however, minus what Perch does, he did not drag them out by the ear. Um, yeah. Ooh, Perch- that's something I wanted to bring up about this match. So they throw him out after getting involved, but there's a lot of stuff that Truth was doing in front of the referee. And the referee was not calling for anything. It's like, you're looking right at him. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, it was Ring of Honor. Uh, but in the end, Tim gets that fish at DDT. Uh, after taking a beating, obviously, Tadarius did look good here. But, uh, you know, some chicanery. Uh, you know, Taven was just off. You know, I, I'm a Matt Taven fan. You know, I picked him to be my breakout star. So, um any more thoughts on this, Will? I mean, nothing really too groundbreaking here. No, just the, the communication. I mean, like I said, it's not like the ref is positioned where he can't see what Truth's doing. He's watching him take swings at him and stuff, and it's like you're you're literally looking right at him. Yeah. Do something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got in my notes here real quick. Why is he called Dragon's Rain? But Will, very completely... Um, but um, now, Will, I don't mean to assume anything here, but I definitely think you probably, you probably agree with me that this next match, ACH versus Michael Elgin, was match of the night. Yeah. Um, these two have great chemistry. Obviously, you've got ACH, who's not the tallest person in the world. Uh, but I mean, well, Michael Elgin's not, he's not tall, but he's definitely thick as a fucking, you know something really thick. Um, you know, these two have great chemistry. You know, I wonder where they honed all that stuff, <clears throat> AAW. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, they, uh, and it's the styles make matches, right? So you have ACH, mm-hmm. who's climbing up the ranks, huge crowd favorite. Elgin's a huge crowd favorite, but to- totally different styles. Yeah. But I like that ACH did not shy away from attempting power moves. Yeah. Um, like when he went for that sunset foot power bomb. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, that's silly. But then Carrillo points out, he's like, you know, if he had hit that, like, that's a lot of Elgin's got a lot of mass to come down off the second rope if that didn't go in Elgin's favor. Yeah. Yeah. There's one point. I mean, uh, ACH hit the fucking springboard. Springboard. God damn, I wish that I thought that motherfucker was 15 feet in the air. And then he lands on his feet. ACH is incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, and once again, let's the style make fights and, you know, going with what you, what you know, ACH attacking knees. You got a big fucking dude, the base of his That's what you got to do. You got you to take the, the base away. Yeah. Uh, well, just like you're recording Injustice for All, you got to take the base away. Um, at one point, I know Michael Elgin pretty much booted ACH to Philly. Um, yeah, and actually, Elgin hits a drop kick on ACH on the apron. Um, That's right. The commentary went nuts for that, too. Couldn't believe that Elgin went for a drop kick and yeah, he, it hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that fucking, he it got, yeah, I, my notes are so convoluted because I was really 
sitting back and enjoying this match. Uh, there's a great sidewalk slam. Um, but ACH misses the 450 into a back fist buckle bomb to a power bomb. Uh, but ACH slips out. Um, and he does, uh, you know, gets Elgin on the ground. He hits the 450. Uh, but, you know, Elgin kicks out. Um, but, listen, this is what I really want to take from this match. Well, what I really want to discuss with people is, at this point, it was like, Karina's like, holy shit, maybe I don't want to destroy Ring of Honor. Um, Karina kind of coming kind of coming out of character. Uh, loving this match. Well, he, he went right back afterwards. He's like, never I, mind. I hate this place. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I mean, that's high praise. Uh, cause I think Kevin Hilly brought up the Elgin's the next number one contender. He's like, never mind, I hate this place. It's what it was. Um, you know, and then like you said, the power moves in the end. Obviously, uh, tries to get him up for a, you know, a power slam, but uh, which leads, um, you know, into the, the spinning back fist slam, uh, Oh yeah, so yeah, um, Elgin, you know, kind of does a a suplex on him, and he hits it so hard that ACH rolls back onto his feet. Um, yeah, and then Elgin hits the back fist, uh, the power, you know, buckle bomb, power bomb. Um, it's a great match. I have that highlighted. Even Carino called it match of the year. Um, and uh, just for the record, Will, I had not seen the match yet when I texted you that was on the card. Um, so, you know, I sent you a text, and I'm like, holy shit, we get Elgin, you know, match of the year contender. Right, right. You said that should deliver. Yeah. Based preemptively. And, um, yeah, I definitely, you know, and they mentioned that they will main event, you know, pay-per-view someday. And, and I sure, sure hope they do. I don't know if it'll be Ring of Honor, but, uh, yeah. And then a rag code of honor, you know, they both, you know, get their props. And ACH selling the shit out of this beating. Um, both men look great here. Crowd was over on both of them. Um, like you mentioned earlier, Styles match fights, and these two did fucking um, great match. I mean, I know I bullguarded, you know, once again, most of that will, but uh, it's all right. I don't, as as the loyal listeners know, I don't take notes. And uh, I probably should have for this show. Yeah. I also I also watched this on. Monday? When we were originally recording on Wednesday, so... Yeah, I watched some... Right, because I, I wanted to gear up for it, and then I... Because I had to be to work for... I wound up going into work for 4 a.m. So I'm glad we weren't up till 1 a.m. Eastern recording Wednesday night. Yeah, it, it, it definitely worked out, so... Um, yeah, great match. Uh, definitely go back and watch it. You know, um, we can definitely find it for you. Um, the next will, I don't surprise. But uh, we get Jimmy Nux versus Dalton fucking Castle. Little Dalton Castle. I was like, no shit. We're going to get, I don't know if Joe Knuckles is, but like, Nuts. this is fun. We're going to get like a little, like a Jimmy little Nuts. showcase match. It's what? Jimmy Nuts. That's his, that's his Jimmy name. Nuts. That's right. My, my bad. Not, I was thinking Mickey Knuckles because I saw some posts about her recently. Nice, Joey. Nice. Joey nuts. Um, Joey you know, nuts. Match of the year. Yeah. You're in a death match. Watch Mickey Knuckles versus Eric Dillinger round one of the Insane Eight 2022 last year. Uh, as far as death match wrestling, maybe wrestling in general, probably match of the year. 
uh, for sure. Um, but obviously, this is Dalton's. I don't know if it's his Ring of Honor debut in general, but it's his debut for us. This is the first time we've seen him. I mean, we've been watching up to this point, haven't seen him up to this point in what we've reviewed. And, you know, this pre-Peacock, this is – he comes out in like a black, like, track jacket. But he was announced not, having Peacock power, though. Yes. But so. he doesn't have, like, the shtick. He doesn't have the entrance. He doesn't have the – Regalia, he, he comes down and he looks like a pretty straightforward wrestler. Yeah, he is. I mean, I'm pretty sure I you're mean, on this, but um, we are fans of Dalton Castle and he is deceptively fucking strong. That motherfucker is he's country strong. No, I, I'm i a big Dalton Castle guy, so is Brittany, she likes the peacock guy. Ah, see, I knew I liked her for a reason. So, uh, so he's I, on the list: Pim, Pimpinella and Dalton Castle. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, where was I going with this before you cracked me up again? Oh, I, I looked up Jimmy Nuts. Uh, not much on cage match. Ironically, he had a decent run. He wrestled up till twenty twenty. Um, but ironically enough, a cage match, this match wasn't even on there. I mean, maybe we find out why later. I think it, I, I mean, think I was going to say, was it ever considered an official match? Did this get off the ground? Yeah, because I think in cage matches, if I'm not mistaken, it's at least got to be five minutes, I think someone said, for an official match. I could be wrong. Um, oh, yeah, this definitely wasn't that. Yeah, and, and you could definitely see Dalton Castle, like, glimpses of what's going to make Dalton Castle, Dalton Castle later on. Um. They get going, decent match, but then, well, Red Titus. I was going to say, it's Scum, right? Doesn't Scum run down and... Uh, just Rhett. Just Rhett. Yeah. Because um, he, he has a match. Oh, that's right, because he ends up wrestling. Was that a match that was on the card, or was that just something that kind of, like, slapped together? I, I think it's something... Well, I mean, I'm not sure. Um, I think they kind of slapped together, but yeah, I mean... Uh, we got a uh, new smock. Nancy hits. Crowd goes nuts. Um, and it turns out we're getting you know kind of like as these scum matches go, we roll right into Steen versus Red Titus. Um, I still want that that Steen guilty T-shirt. So high fivers. If somebody finds you know finds it out there for me on my birthday, September eighteenth, I'll DM me my address. You know, I'm, I might need to talk to the the high five printing. That's. <laughs> Next to my apartment, because in the window they have some uh, some of their examples they have out are of licensed things that I don't think you can just print ads of. So maybe I can be like, "Hey, I need you to print one of these." Let me know. Um, I do have. It's like, uh, I don't care if we flip it in reverse and make it like a mirror, so then it's like, oh, it's backwards, so it's not the exact design. Yeah. Um. A bootleg, a bootleg of a bootleg. Um, but let's say we did it. Really, I think I, I think I should have our stickers in hand uh, next Saturday. If not, they'll Ooh. be. Um, so D, uh, DM us your addresses. Obviously, we've got we've got a list of people uh, that are getting stickers. But uh, we are also doing T-shirts with Will's awesome logo. Um, I will kind of hammer out the logistics of that here in the next week. Uh, so some t-shirts will be going out sometime. Might be not be till late summer, but... Uh, I just want to put it out there that I do not make the logo. 
while you inspire. Don't, do not do not let Tom's words of Will's logo make you guys think that I busted out the old sketch pad and the Photoshop and got to work. I wish I could, but well, it, it it's your concept for sure, and you're the one that got it all hammered out and everything. So it was. I to, I told him what I wanted. And he didn't give me exactly what I asked for, but I like what he did way more. So, yeah, um, funny how that works. And then uh, remind me to text my buddy Andy about the Brewer games. I have that in my notes here, so that's not anything to do with Ring of Honor. Uh, this what? is just just to throw it out there because I saw another post kind of about this recently. If you commission somebody to do a design, trust the artist to do what you're paying the artist to do. Yeah. Because you might have ideas, but they're going to look at what you're asking for, and they're going to actually do it. Because I saw it was like a meme set up where it's like the guy who paid like $20 for design, and it's like two paragraphs of text. Like, what if we did this? What if we did this? And then it's like person who paid like 150 for design. I like number. I like option B. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I'm taking the tattoos. I said all three of my tattoos, too. I'm like, here's my idea. And then the artist just went with it. Uh, I Eddie. I know he passed away a couple years ago, but in my Four Horsemen tattoo, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. It's totally way cooler than I want to do. Yeah, Will's 100% on that, so let let the artist be the artist. You know? So, um, you know, but uh, basically this quote-unquote match, you know, Rhett takes it to, I mean, Steve's taking it to him. Um, you know, until Crane. Oh, this is where the snot rocket on Crane came in. So Crane and Steen start draw jacking. Um, Crowd's pretty active. Because of course they do, right? Yeah. You know, Steen takes control. Uh, he does rack Rex nuts on the pole. Um, and then you see Carino like look over at Rex Titus and say, just relax. I don't know if that was, if he was saying that like as part of the game, or like, you know, so like, I don't know, man. It's tough to relax with your balls up in there, son. I don't know if you're going to kick your nuts a little bit. Um, uh, you know, and Carino really doing a good job of taking advantage of, you know, because, I mean, Ring of Honor is very unique that way. Not a lot of companies have the announcers literally at ringside. Yeah. At ringside, I mean, they're touching the ring. So that, that does make for a very interesting dynamic. That is something very unique for Ring of Honor. They got, they got to hold their own microphones. Yeah. Um. Red Titus kicked the poles. Um, it's not cracking on Carino. Uh, this is where I first really started to notice, and I was trying to give this kid the benefit of the doubt, but the goddamn fucking ring announcer on his fucking phone the entire fucking show. Now, I was hoping that he was just going to go over his announcements, you know, practicing, getting familiar, la da da okay, but it's not a good fucking flow. It really irked the living shit out of me. I don't know if you noticed that or not, Will. Um, Couldn't. Honestly, Tom, no. Did not. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it bothered the li- – I mean, literally just – I mean, I'm just bothered by people doing that anyways. But just sitting around his phone, there's a match going, you know, three street in front of you. Um, hey, when, when I saw Dragon Force this last time, when I took my brother, the, the guy running sound was just watching WrestleMania on his phone. Um, you know, it's, you know, optics are everything, you know, so hopefully we don't see that guy again. And it's just like, not a good look. Um, I know, I'm sorry it really bothered you, Tom, but I, I don't think 
that's something that a lot of other people would have picked up on. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, you you got your eyes in the crowd. It's like you're looking for something. You saw Carrie Silken. Your your eyes are on this this time this uh, ring announcer. Yeah, well, I mean, Carrie Silken was standing right next to the wrestlers taking pictures. So, and, I mean, yeah. Uh, but in the end, uh, Stinger Turner, uh, nut shots, Rhett, tackle driver for the wound. Obviously, Karina. So finally, Sting gets a win back. Find a ring, ring of honor, get the win back. Karina's gonna protest. Uh, Steen leaves. Red Titus does his thing. Comes back out. Gives you know, gives him another nut shot, another package prowl driver. I think does it the third time. So basically, Red Titus. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming, kid. Yeah. Uh, but we did get a Kevin Kelly chant randomly. Uh, that was. We did get a Kevin Kelly chant. <laughs> You know, I'm not sure. Props for that. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a Mama Mia champ, but everything, you know, nothing's perfect. We also um, we talked about the crowd, and the fact that people were yelling stuff at Carino, and Carino was like turning around, and be like, "No, you suck." Yeah, um, that's a real good t- good time to bring it up. So they, it's tough because they were in a pretty big venue and they were in a small spot. The the sound wasn't very good. Did they, did they, how, what did you think of the crowd in this show? There are a couple people that are pretty fucking obnoxious. I don't know. I mean, you have that at every show, right? You know, there's there's a there's a Matt Bowman in every crowd. Yeah, but Matt's funny, and intelligent. Um. But anyways, uh, next, you know, because it was just just weird. I mean, the way it was laid out. Because I mean, you've been to those hockey arenas. I mean, it's relatively big. They've got what maybe 150 yeah. there, you know. So the sounds kind of. Look, not... I I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to, uh, the crowd. I mean, like the couple of things where like, you hear somebody get like a little louder, and Carino kind of like shouts back. But you mean you're more like that house show kind of like fun thing? It's like why not? Like you know you're the you're the heel commentator. Yeah. They they start the chant for Kevin Kelly. And okay. Karina's like, he's like, let's move on. And Kevin was like, no, no, let's listen. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. Because he, because he said he's got a surprise for Carino. Yeah. But okay. we get the it's uh, is it the Jay Lethal match next? No, next is actually um, Roddy versus Cole versus BJ Whitmer. The, the, the three way. That's right, because this is what leads into what his surprise was going to be. Um. Yeah, Cole, a little less trucks here. Um, and uh, this was there. Was there somebody to gain from winning this match, or was this just a triple threat match? Uh, just a trip. I mean, uh, Whitmer's got a title shot next week in Virginia. I think is our next week's our house show. Um, but I, I did really kind of enjoy in the beginning of the match that they're doing. You know, the whole triple, you know, test of strength thing, and like the three of them like rolling around the ring. I thought that was kind of funny. You don't see that very often. Um, and they talk about, you know, BJ Whitmer being the best shape ever. And then Carino's like, well, duh, there's no wellness program in Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, but, he's really down on BJ Whitmer. Yeah, this is basically the Steve Carino rip on, on BJ Whitmer match. Um, I mean, if you didn't know ahead of time, you'd know that BJ Whitmer had pill and alcohol problems. Yeah, I mean, he was gone for, yeah, for a good three-plus years. Uh, getting his shit back together. Uh, and he was a super heel, if I'm not mistaken, uh, before he left. I'll have to double-check with Brendan. If, you know. 
But anyways, uh, oh um, yeah, they're in Pittsburgh, you know. But sorry, Tony, there's no there's no Bruno San Martino this time. Uh, definitely a hard hitting match. Uh, in the end, Cole takes a gut buster, uh, tough elbow, but Etmer, uh, Whitmer comes in because Roddy rolled out of the ring. Uh, Whitmer gets the pin. Um, odd result is wondering where this is going, seriously. Uh, the code of honor, BJ, uh, by both, but not Cole. And uh, hopefully we're getting a Roddy Strong versus Adam Cole program out of this. So. Uh, I'm, I'm finally just more Roddy Strong. Like we said, Roddy Strong versus uh, Taiji Shimori is going to be Hell of a match. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. Speaking of New Japan. Um, the, oh. I saw, I saw it briefly. Cage of Horrors. Yep. ELP. Yep. That show in Iowa. Ooh. That's dope. Okay. Thanks, Tristan. Um, I mean, I, I don't listen. I know we kind of went over that match briefly. I, I don't want to take anyway. It was a good, I mean, it's your good American strong style ring of honor match, uh, three way, you know, yeah, so. it was a three way. So, uh, it was uh, Roddy hit Cole, right? Yeah, and then BJ dumps Roddy out of the ring. Gets the pin on Cole. The win. So, I mean, he's he's on a roll. Obviously, that's going to come into play here a little bit later. Um, luckily, I can just have Jay Briscoe next week. Yeah, and then what? Uh, but the code of honor after the match, BJ Wimmer, you know, shakes Roddy's hand, shakes Adam Cole's hand. Adam Cole extends his hand for Robert Roddy Strong. Roddy Strong does not shake Adam Cole's hand. So, please go for it. Well. It's tough because we kind of know what one of those two wrestlers' trajectory is the next couple of months, but we'll just leave it as is. So, uh, but Will, this is where the Lethal Jacobs match is. Uh, it's a no DQ. That's right, because Lethal said he thinks all matches between Ring of Honor and Scum should be What's fights that? without honor because there is no honor in Scum. And Karina was like, "Oh, Jay Lethal, you know, gets whatever he wants. He's a big crybaby." And then, uh, real quick before the match started, Karina cut or Steve cut a little promo. Uh, hopefully, he broke Brett's nice, uh, not Brett's neck. Uh, but he's not done with Scum tonight. Um, and so it was basically Kare- or Kevin Kelly's present to Karina that BJ Whitmer was on commentary for the main event. He was gonna he was gonna come on commentary for the main event, but Karina leaves the table. Okay. Before that can happen, I'm not gonna lie. My my feelings on Jay Lethal are well known. Yeah. This should have been the main event. Yeah. The way I really enjoyed this, and when it was over, to have to be like, there's another match after this. It's like, that was not good. I get you want to have like your... Your world, t- what effectively is your world title match, be the main event. But the story that this match told, and like how far and long it went, and it was to have it wrap up and then be like, all right, and there's going to be another match after this. It's like, no, this was, this should have been the end of the show. Yeah. 
Um, that's a good call. Yeah, because actually, yeah, the last thing I watched Tuesday night was that was the main event, and I was kind of, I mean, I'll get into it in my nose. I was kind of wondering why I was kind of blah on that, but that's a good point. Well, I never thought of that. Um, beginning of the match, they uh, they're in the ring, but they had to go outside and start punching each other. Um, this is this match is kind of where the crowd really got on my nerves. They kept wanting tables. They they kept mentioning the crowd always wants tables. That's stupid. Um, some guy wants tables. You know, oh, some asshole was you know on the barricade banging the chair. Um, yeah, that 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 was a that was a weird one. That guy was special all night. That guy really got on my nerves. So if you're that guy, come find me. Um, I'm not hard to find. Um, I you, Kevin Kelly and Kareem are both like I don't. I'm not sure what he's going for there, but <laughs> um, you know, and that super kick that Jay Lethal gives Jimmy uh, off the apron. Um, you know, this is Kevin Kelly, like you had mentioned, that Jacob is quietly having a great 2013. Um, you know, probably one of his better runs. Um, he did have a great run in 2018-19 with. Uh, Brody King and Manders at AEW, but you know I keep you know I keep mentioning that. Um, there's a lethal injection uh, into a chair, uh, so that Jimmy Jacobs just hits him in the butt with the chair. Doesn't look very funny. Well, again, the handspring is such an unnecessary part of this move because you you turn your back on it, you really can't correct if something's going to go awry. Yeah. Because he catches him twice during that, right? Because he hits him once with the chair. Then he hits him with a German suplex, right, when he comes off another one. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool, but, I mean, it just leaves yourself so wide open. The only springboard move that I will not fault is the, the, the springboard back elbow that Tajiri would always do. Yeah. Because he, he would whip it, though. You know what I mean? Like, he was going fast enough that it was like, whereas Lethal doesn't get, like, fast. Yeah. It's like one, two, hook. One, two, hook. Um, but at one point, Torino was campaigning for Jacobs to bring him on our champion. So, is he... TV champion, I think. I think I think it was I thought he was saying TV champion for uh for Jimmy uh, said Jimmy would be a great TV champion, which I mean he's not wrong. Uh, but Jacobs just bust out the trusty spike, um, which which was sticking in the turnbuckle for a while, uh, but never came back. Yep. In. They and he didn't let him spike him with it, cowards. Yeah, and then some asshole tries starting to get a hardcore Holly chant going. That was a weird one too. And then the crowd's like, shut the fuck up. Um, good job on the crowd on crowd control there. Um, uh, there's a tree of wool in the garbage can. Uh, look good, but not executed very well. Uh, that cover off the barricade was well done. Um, you know, obviously, Will, you and Carino have something in common with their dislike of Jay Lethal. You know, in the end, uh, Carino interferes, but Steen comes back out. Uh, lethal clock steam by accident. Jacob Spears lethal for the win. Yeah, there's the the accidental super kick. Yeah. So and I, at the and at the end of the match, we kind of we there's kind of like the the exchange of glances, right? Lethal's looking at Steen. Steen's looking at Lethal. Like Steen had that. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Face like yeah. like he's aware it wasn't on purpose, but it's still like the fuck, dude. It came out to help you. 
So, um, I don't know. Yeah, we're going toward, you know, a Chompa versus Elgin program, uh, Adam Cole versus Roddy Strong, uh, Steen versus Lethal, um, as we'll reference here in the main event, Jake Briscoe versus fucking everybody. Um, I mean, they do. Have, about ass. You know, they do have Sandy Fork versus everybody t shirt, and, uh, you know, they ain't kidding. But, uh, um, Will, listen, obviously you're not a big Jay Lethal fan, but you really enjoyed this match, huh? Ooh, sorry. Yeah, I. This should have been the end of the show. I kind of felt disappointed that there was another match. Yeah. After this. Because it had all your emotional weight, right? Like, this is the feud. It's, it's the Ring of Honor versus Scum story that you're pushing. It was a solid match. And then you have that wrinkle at the end where Kevin Steen is like, he's kind of in the middle still, right? Because he's trying to be pro Ring of Honor. He's trying to play on Team Ring of Honor. Or you can say that Jay Lethal is probably like the captain of Team Ring of Honor. Yeah. And him and Lethal, like it's the second event, right? Border Wars and now this, where it's just they are not. It's not working out when it's involving the two of them. Yeah. And I mean, we don't know. You know, Jay Lethal, you know, we don't know Kevin Steen's loyalties. You know, we're obviously Steen's Mark, Steen Marks, but. He's a he's a prize fighter. Yeah, I love Kevin Steen slash Kevin Owens. So, uh, but our main event, like Will said, it is Redragon versus Gun Boys. And listen, yeah, I th- this is definitely kind of a, a, a letdown, um, unfortunately. Um, and I'm not sure why all of a sudden the Briscoes were getting a um, you know a, t- a t- title. So obviously they're legends, and you know they deserve it, but. Um, kind of random all of a sudden, especially with Jamie. Yeah. You you want to have the the Briscoes on the card? Yeah, and uh, you know I do like uh, you know the um, Red Dragon's new shirts. Um, definitely kind of playful, you know, be Red Dragon or something like that. So, however, I was yeah, it's of, the it's the the don't chase the dragon. That's what it was. See, well, I take notes, and you remember better than I do. Um. I was kind of one thing that really I don't want to say irked me, but I was kind of sad about. Um, we didn't get a, a Mark Briscoe, Kyle o- o- O'Reilly chant. Um, and no, no, no Mark Briscoe promo. Um, Every show needs a Mark Briscoe promo. Yeah, you know, and then Brendan's favorite uh, wrestling chant. You know, this is wrestling. Um, yeah, like. People who haven't watched it shouldn't think the match was necessarily bad. No. It just doesn't... There really wasn't any stakes. Because this is not... Kind of like where we're at with the E right now, where we're not going to put all the belts on Jay Briscoe. So it's like, you didn't didn't really think they were going to win this. There's really no stakes to this match. It's just like, we have to put our tag champs on the card, and we want to get the Briscoes on the card. Yeah, if and- this was like the the match before, we probably would have been a little more forgiving of it, right? Given it, like I said, it's a match that we know what the outcome is going to be. We're not we nobody's going to think that the Briscoes are going to win the tag belts in this hockey arena, in Pennsylvania. Um. And like in Will had mentioned earlier, BJ Whitmer does come out, chases Carino off. 
Um, so BJ Whitmer is on the quality list today. I do believe Whitmer's got. Yeah, because well, Carino went back with um, Jacobs. Yeah. So when uh, Whitmer comes down for commentary, he's like, "Well, this was you were going to be my surprise to Carino." But he let, yeah. But Carino left. You know, and Whitmer's talking. And he knows Jay. He's hung with his family. Um, seems like everyone's hung out with the Briscoe family. Will, how do we get to hang out with the Briscoes? I mean, you kind of hung out with them. You were at uh, Ring of Honor shows where the the Briscoe clan was, final, final. you know, filling out three quarters of a, a section, and they all funnel up to the front. Yeah. Um, but uh, we gotta figure this out, Will. I think maybe one of these times I'm out there, we'll have to drive down to Sandy Fork. So, um, I don't think Sandy Fork is an actual town. I think it's actually just a fork in the road where they live. Yes. Um, which is awesome. Um, well, because they, they referenced that on um, Hey EW. Yes, that's okay. You're right. Um, once again, ring announcer guy. <laughs> this is where I was like, all right, ring announcer guy, you are fucked. Go fuck yourself. Um, his his announcing was, oh, some of the way he phrased stuff was a little clunky too. Which is, which is understandable. It's your first, you know, if it's one of your first wrestling shows, it's a different, you know. We say like they're the reigning and defending champs. It's like it's two words. It's just like tag team champs, Red Dragon. I'm like, yeah. Um, but at one point, Mark. So I don't know if you remember this, Will, but Mark did this sweet like corkscrew dive. I've never seen that before. We're like, you're like, yeah, he did the whole. He didn't flip end over end. He flipped side to side. I was like, what? Mark is a, a man of many talents. Yeah. Um, I do like they gave uh, Jay, you know, because obviously Jay's shoulders hurt. They gave him the belly to back suplex while Jay's in the chicken wing. Um, you know, Bobby Fish can fucking go. Like, you do that move to me, Will, and I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm done. That was that was fucking vicious and awesome looking. Um, no, Red Dragon's great. I'm a big Red Dragon mark from back in the day. Yeah, um, crowd is loud, but listen, you know, hard for this empty arena. Um, you know, BJ Whitmer kept calling karate chops. I'm like, no, Whitner, the red redneck cup blue chops. Get your shit together. Um, in the end, Kevin, or Kyle, and, and the crowd chanted for it. Redneck kung fu, redneck kung fu. Yeah, no, she go, she go, no, she, no. Why are you misreading the coach? Forty-three thousand things to scratch. Sorry. Um, it's all right. I, I live that life too, where it's like all these things you guys have to scratch, and you choose the eighty-year-old couch. I mean, they've been better because now I said there's like scratch things, quite literally, like everywhere. The nice thing about the new bed frame we got is before this one, because now we have the bed frame where you don't need the box spring. Our last box spring was kind of busted, and because of stuff with India, we I took because she kind of made a hole to like go up in the box spring. Yeah. So I just took all of like the bottom fabric off, except for they were scratching the inside of the box spring, and it was already broken. So I'm like, well, I don't want them to get like hurt on anything. Yeah. So it used to be it, but now I mean, there's they have different like little like. Cardboard cat house things. They've got little cardboard TV that they start. They started chewing. This yeah. is cat top. They don't just scratch the scratch stuff. They like 
bite and take chunks out of it. Like these are savage animals. Yeah, that that's very very true. So yeah, Faith got a couple like cardboard inserts uh, from work. They love those, but they are laced with catnip too, so that helps. Uh, but real quick, back to back to the match. Um, you know, Kyle O'Reilly throws a belt in the ring. Uh, you know, Sinclair turns around, grabs the belt, and then Kyle O'Reilly clocks uh, Mark in the head with the other belt. Uh, Bobby does take Mark's head off uh, for the pin. You know, all in all, um, I think a little bit was I was expecting a little bit more from these two teams. Uh, just their chemistry is a little off, but listen, yeah, they were definitely kind of behind the eight ball with with card placement. That's a good point, Will. Um, so maybe yeah, Lethal and Jacob definitely should have made it in instead. But in the end, um, you know the wolves come out. You know they're they're in the al- or in the in the aisle and they're pointing and saying words, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, they, they want to because they also they kind of set this up too, right? When they show all the belts on the the table in front of BJ Whitmer, and BJ gets in the ring too, and then it just starts. It becomes a, a shoving. And uh, fighting, shoving and fighting, and Jay Briscoe gets dropped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Red Dragon. Um, they leave the wolves throw him in the ring, and then they're kind of playing. Let's push Bobby, Bobby Fish around. But then BJ comes in, and gets in Jay's face, like Bill said. Uh, there's a Pier Seven brawl. Uh, Elgin's just hanging out at ringside. Um, and basically, it looks like Davey, Eddie, and Mark are all up for Jay. You know, at this point, so that's why I said. It's basically Jay Briscoe versus everybody. So it looks like he's fighting every single person in Ring of Honor for the next couple months. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it is not official. Um, that is best in the world, Mark and Jay uh, in the main event. So, um, all in all, this event was okay. Um, it was fun. You know, it, uh, part of this might just be my age. But. It's like last night I was at a show. Four bands. I would prefer it to be a three-band show. <laughs> Same with this, this card. Like, did we really need Artie Evans and QT against the Wolves? But you want to get the Wolves on the card, right? So it's like... Then you have the bit with... Again, you know, I'm sure Dalton Castle and... Jimmy Nuts. Jim- Jimmy Nuts got a decent payday for showing up for the, the two minutes they were needed. But it's like, that's like, it's, it's that many more minutes that you're just kind of like, I don't want to say wasting. Like I said, somebody got paid. Somebody got exposure from it. Yeah. But it just, some these things feel long because it's, there's no stakes. Right. And if it's going to be just a match that stands on its own, it needs to really deliver. Yeah, and I, mean, I think ACH and Elgin knocked it out of the fucking park. Um, yeah, kind of like yeah, really- I, that was my number two match of the night. I, I'd say the the fight without honor was number one, and and I'd say that was a number two. I've seen a lot coming from Will with HJ Lethal, so purely based with like the like the the story beats that were in the match, as opposed to it just being yeah a match. Violence for the sake of violence. It's violence that told the stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, all in all, it was super solid. Um, we've got one more pay-per-view to go next week. Uh, so we're in Virginia, so we'll see what happens there. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was a little. I well, I broke it up too. I mean, I watched it over three separate parts. Um, yeah, we'll uh, definitely see what happens. But uh, will before we train, uh, pull this train into the proverbial station so I could uh, go uh, see my wife real quick at work and uh, get some work done here for a little bit. Um, anything else you want to put over here, my friend? No, just again, Shining Wizards Network, Visionary Global Media. If you listen to your podcast on Spotify, you can just subscribe to the threads and it will, uh, you'll get all the shows directly into your podcast feed. Um, we're going to have social media up soon Ish. so that we can build more synergy. Yeah. With, because again, this is just, I'm partial, but like, I love comic book couples counseling. I think Brad and Lisa are fun and to hear them pick apart the medium of like comic books. Um, I'll put them over. They just did a, they've had Tom King on before, but they had two episodes drop this week, uh, both with Tom King one uh, with, I, I have it across the room, but he just did a new, it's a revamping of like the original Batman comic. So like the, the very first one. And they said, we want to take that, but we want to spread it across like a 96-page thing. So it set up like the old action comics kind of deal where it's like you have your Batman story, but then there's like four other stories that are all in the same. And there are like all different kinds of stories. So the new Batman, Brave and the Bold, that's out now. That was very good. And uh, there's a series out now called Danger Street, which has got you know, like a bunch of like they were kind of throwaway characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tom King said he got this hardcover collection of all of them in there. He's like, you know, some of these are like kind of neat. He's like, what if these were all like kind of connected where it's and see where that comes. But like, if we could build up and like we found a spot, like, I would love to get them in. Cause like they talked with Daniel Warren Johnson about how they don't really know wrestling. So like, it'd be kind of fun to get some people not necessarily them exclusively, like you know, if we could get some people in who maybe aren't wrestling fans mm -hmm. and be like, hey, we're going to pull up this like classic match. Like, this is like a, um, what do you call it? Like a, a benchmark match. Like, let's get some people who aren't necessarily wrestling fans first and get yep. kind of like that, get that opinion. Because, you know, we talk about like, if this was your first exposure, would you keep going? That's and obviously we're all, all of us are a little partial because we all enjoy pro wrestling, whether it's ring of honor or new Japan, or, I mean, I gave up on being a super junior a long time ago, but the best of super <laughs> juniors is still my favorite wrestling event every year. <laughs> Fucking rules. I mean, and I was, I was keeping up with it. 5. AM, the 5. AM start time is perfect for me because I could get up just before that. Like I can boot it up on the phone, you know, let's do it while I'm in the shower. And then like, as I'm going around like my morning, the one that started at 4am, that was rough. The alarm went off and I'm like, I can't, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> yeah. I, I am by no means watching these live at all. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk off air. I've got some things, but we're going to be doing some more watch along bonus content, but Will, that's a really good concept. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd be more happy to do whatever, you know, so, or shit, even if you want to do it on your own, you know, you can, you know, 
Yeah. Whatever you want to do, Will. I mean, you are. You know, learn, learn how to pull my weight around here. <laughs> that's not true. I mean, anyways, Will. So, um, yeah, that's a great idea. We should. So, yeah, if anybody knows or anyone's, you know, we're, we're open. We're going to be doing a lot more bonus content and everything. So, um, but, Will, let's see. I should probably cut this short. We both should get, you know, with our days. But uh, I appreciate, Will. It was a, it was a good time. Uh, watch the best of Super Juniors. For all the shows on Visionaries Gold Media, all the shows on Shining Wizards Network, uh, check out comic book. Uh, no, I just pulled it up. I actually just put those uh, two uh, Tom K episodes in my favorite. We'll get to them eventually, though. Yeah, I mean, it's listen, I get it. It's tough. My, my podcast listening has gone way down since I stopped having a 45 minute to an hour commute. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I can listen like I'm mean, not listening while you know I'm, I'm working and everything and stuff like that. It's just I do most of my podcast listening through iTunes, so it's tough for me to remember to check Spotify because a lot of shit's not running on iTunes anymore. Um, it's funny though because like a lot of shows still really push for the iTunes. Like if you're listening on iTunes, and even the the uh, the Wizards brought that up a couple weeks ago that like the iTunes metric is still such a big metric for these shows. Like I haven't used iTunes to keep up with podcasts in a long time, long time. <laughs> yeah, see, for me it was super easy. It was just like, okay, with you know, you're subscribed to don't you know, if you're on your Wi-Fi, I'll come pop yeah, up. When back when I had my my iPhone four, and the podcast app just on the iPhone, I was like hooked up to the iTunes, so like it would just import the. The new episodes and stuff, but since I don't have that phone anymore, and you start using just different apps, you know, I've tried Stitcher, I used Castbox for a while, and then people are like, "Oh, it's on Spotify." I'm like, "Well, that's kind of the go-to for everything now, right? It's where it's where albums are getting released, it's where podcasts are being released." So, yeah, it's just yeah, I mean, um, yeah, because actually the Wizards, I mean. They'll they'll pop up on the feed, but I can't download most of them. Um, but I can download at least I can download thirty three plus and show up to the review of the menu. If you haven't seen the movie The Menu yet, um, definitely check it out. Well, you've got HBO Max, you should definitely check it. I haven't finished it yet, but I've, I've watched it. Holy fuck, that's not what I thought. I mean, wow, that was good. I haven't finished. It yet. I I need to listen to that because I mean they're they're my boys anyway, but. I, I'd be curious to hear what their their thoughts were because I can't I love that movie. Oh, I I, I have to really. I there's there's ideas in kind of like the themes that are in the movie, and like the like kind of some like the ideas that are there. I really liked, but I don't know if I loved the movie like as a whole as a movie. It's kind of like, um, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but there was a movie called The Platform. Hmm. Which also dealt with a restaurant and food and kind of something more sinister underneath. Yeah. But again, it I really liked it at first. When I Upon watching, I'm like, I really like this. And the more I thought about it and the more... I kind of talked about it with people. I'm like, you know, maybe I didn't like this as much yeah. as I thought I did. But the ideas that are there, I really love. So 
We'll have to, I'll have to scope it out. I know uh, Steve just got um, the soundtrack for it on vinyl. It's a very pretty record. Nice. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, Will, I will uh, I will talk to you next week, my friend. We're going to pull this train to the station, but thank you, High Fivers, and uh, we will you know, we'll talk to everybody next week. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.